Hey guys, welcome to the Indie Game Development Podcast. Here we tackle the challenges of indie game development head on from the technical to the emotional. And we talk about the secrets to conquering self-doubt on your journey to crafting games that people will love. Subscribe so you never miss another episode. And if you haven't already done so, give us a rating and review so that this podcast gets shared with more people. We'd really, really appreciate it. Ready? Let's go. All right, today I want to talk about should you use assets in your indie game, okay? This episode is not sponsored by anyone. I'm not promoting anything. I just want to have a serious talk about game assets and asset flip games and should you use assets or not? Because this is a pretty big decision, right? And it has the potential to dramatically possibly speed up your development time, right? And I know that some of you are afraid of having your game called an asset flip, or you feel like you should do everything yourself. Okay, so let's talk about it. And I do feel like it's worth breaking this into two categories, art and tools. Let's start with tools because I feel like they're a little less divisive. So the question is, should you use tools to help develop your game and why or why not? And if you're unsure about this, and maybe I'm wrong here, but I believe that the only reason you'd be a bit hesitant to use paid tools on your game is because you feel like you have to do everything yourself. You have to make everything yourself. And I can understand this very, very well. If you didn't create the entire thing yourself, then somehow the game's not totally made by you and it diminishes the value of the project in your eyes, right? I, I know because that's that's I've been there before. Where I land on this kind of depends on where you're at in your development journey because it really does depend. So if you are still in the learning phase and you're always learning in game dev, but you know what I mean. If you're in that phase where you're just mostly dinking around, you're at the beginning, you're making small projects, you're figuring things out, probably not seriously working on a project that'll take months or years just yet. If you're in that phase, it might be beneficial for you to try to do as much as you can on your own because doing things on your own at that stage aligns with your goals. This will help, okay? If you want a shortcut to get to the answer for yourself quickly, you can ask yourself this, does this align with my current goals, okay? Because it doesn't make a lot of sense to use a bunch of external tools when you're just trying to learn how your engine works. We're talking about tools, remember? If your goal is to learn code and how to make particles and how to make shaders and how to build levels and how to animate and all these things, you'll learn faster when you keep your scope narrow. Here's what I'm learning. I'm learning this one thing right now. But if your goal is to publish a game on Steam in six months and you see where I'm going with this, the whole playing field just changed. Your goal is no longer learning. Your goal is to create a game that is an experience for people that's packaged as a product, right? So using external tools to make your experience the best it can possibly be makes perfect sense in that scenario. And you can disagree with me, that's totally fine. This is just my opinion. And I know some of you will because old Brandon would have argued with what I'm saying. And that's because if I'm using tools, then that takes some of the pride out of the equation. I didn't make it. It feels like cheating. It feels like a shortcut or something just feels off about it, but I can't put my finger on what. So, right, if that's you, here's my perspective on that, okay? Your ego is your enemy in game dev, okay? Studios use external tools, AAA studios, 
contract outside experts, they hire consultants, they use market research. Very few people who are doing this well and making good money doing it, do it alone. There's no need for you to do that. And you might not be able to hire someone to help you code out some complicated system, but you can certainly spend $30 on an asset that can save you a month of work or more. Does buying the asset align with your goal, right? That's the shortcut. That is, you keep asking yourself that. If you're making the work harder on yourself on purpose because it will feel better at the end or it won't feel like cheating or you'll have the pride that you did it all yourself, if in that scenario, then you might be actively working against your own goals. That's just how it is. If your goal is to publish a game within a certain time frame. I bought an asset that handles my procedural level generation. I probably saved myself several weeks or more of work. And I think I spent like $20. It might have even been a little bit less. Is a month of my time worth at least $20? Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. There's no... There's no right or wrong way to make a game. Do whatever you want to do. This is just my two cents, but it's already hard enough. Making games is so difficult. So why make the process even more difficult when you have tools right there at your disposal that you can purchase for very cheap? Okay, so that was tools. Now let's talk about art. Art is another matter entirely, and so I do want to be careful with what I say here because this is the kind of thing that'll get your game labeled as an asset flip if it's not done well. And if you don't know, asset flips are what gamers consider to be lazy junk games that are just, you know, a bundle of assets slapped together and thrown up on Steam, which some games totally are, by the way, let's call it what it is, and you don't want that for your game. You don't want that label, an asset flip probably won't sell well, generally speaking, and some people might not want to buy games from you in the future if you're associated with making that kind of product, so you do want to be careful with this. So with all that being said, my opinion on this is exactly the same as it is with the tools, but you have to be smart about it. You do not need to create everything yourself, but there definitely are some things that need to be unique, like your character, your enemies, certain landmarks, it really depends on your game, on what type of game. It depends on the genre. And particularly, it depends on if you're working on 2D or 3D. It's a lot harder to get away with purchased assets in 2D than it is with 3D. When I think of this, and it's actually kind of funny because I remember advice that I heard from Blender Guru way back from when I was learning Blender years and years ago. And he was uh, just making a static render, just an image on the screen, right? but it was this realistic looking kitchen. It was really nice with the skylight in the ceiling and just all of these jars of pasta and pots and pans and tea kettles and all sorts of things in the background, just general kitchen things, right? He's making a kitchen. And I remember him saying, buy some assets. You don't need to model that whole tea kettle yourself when it's just a tiny little detail in the background of your render. And in my mind, this applies to games really well also. A lot of vegetation assets, trees and flowers and various plants, rocks, fences, buildings that just blend into the background, all sorts of things like this. You don't need to do it all yourself. You can buy these things and you can save yourself from having to create probably dozens upon dozens upon dozens of models, but 
you need to choose wisely because you really, really need to make sure that the assets you buy match the style of the unique assets that you are going to insert into your game. When you have a weird collection of different styles that don't blend together well, it's going to look like shit and people are going to judge your game hard no matter how fun or exciting it is to play. Again, generally speaking, right? There's always exceptions. But particle systems are a great use case as well. Okay, I've made hundreds of particle systems, probably thousands at this point, in Unity from scratch. But for the first time with our game Samurado, which you should wishlist on Steam, by the way, that's a great way to show your support right now. But with Samurado, I was just starting to make an explosion particle system, okay? And I kind of just decided I don't have time for this. I think I was really stressed out that day or something, but I was like, I don't have time for this. And I went to the asset store and I found a particle pack. I downloaded it and I dragged and dropped it in and boom, explosion particle effect. And I'm not gonna lie, it's better than anything I could have made, honestly. And I'm okay with particles, but I'm definitely not fantastic. Now I've got this gorgeous library of particles that I can use on any project in the future. And I saved myself probably a couple of hours of work, honestly, if I was trying to make one that was as nice as the one that I found. Very small example, but stuff like that really, really adds up. So I ask myself, does this align with my goal? My goal is to publish Samurado to Steam in as polished a state as possible, as quickly as possible. I don't care if I made the particles myself or not. What matters is they look good, that they fit well with our art style, and doing this saved me hours of work. And I'll give you one more reason to use assets that completely changed how I look at my time and how I look at money. The idea actually comes from an audiobook written by a really rich guy. It's called The Millionaire Success Habits. He was not talking about game dev, but the principle still applies here, I think. So some really successful entrepreneurs attend mastermind meetings, which are exclusive meetings of like-minded individuals. And some of them can cost up to a hundred grand a year just to attend these meetings, okay? And these meetings are filled up to the brim with really rich, successful people that share their strategies with each other and everyone that attends benefits. In this one particular mastermind, there was a guy who made a fortune in real estate, but he said his office was a complete disaster had been that way for decades. He had paperwork all over the place. He didn't file things properly. Receipts just littered around. Just a mess, right? A huge mess. And he said, he's like, I need to get my shit together. I'm not going to do another real estate deal until I've cleaned up my office. I'm going to go get organizers and a label maker and just really like go to town and get my office together, right? Now, the guy who was leading the mastermind basically said, don't bother. You've been messy your whole life. That's not going to change. What you should do is hire someone to organize your office for you and use the time you save there to do another real estate deal. If you can buy an asset for $50 that can save you a whole month of dev time, how in the hell is that not worth the money? I assume you're hoping to earn more than $50 a month with your game. So you're not just buying an asset, you're buying yourself time and time does equal money, okay? And that's all I got. If you love this episode and if you haven't already left a rating and review, please consider doing that now because it really helps the podcast grow and reach more awesome people like yourself. Thanks so much.